This is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. Hello, Catherine. Hey, Frank. Do you smell that? Yeah, I okay. do. Yeah, well, that's a great way to start a podcast. <laughs> that could be the name of our spinoff podcast. Do you smell that? <laughs> um, please do subscribe on YouTube especially, but uh, you can also find us on all the audio podcast apps. And check out our merch store at frankandfriendshow.com slash store and all the other things. But YouTube, 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 trying to get to a thousand. Don't forget to smash that button. For notifications. So we have an actual bell. Uh, it's so weird how easily things get hidden. We can hide all right? of this junk. Yeah. I think that's what influencers do. You know, if you ever saw the other side of their Instagram shot, it would right. be just a mess. Yes. I was watching Truly. this lady having a picnic in her vintage attire. I'm like, because yeah, they, they, you don't even ask to see these people now. It used to be on Instagram, which I liked. It would only be the people I follow. Now it's just randos yeah. that I don't know and I'm not really that interested in. But, you know, she's like... I'm having a picnic in my vintage attire in a beautiful mountain landscape. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. It's sure. Like, it right. looks like a Photoshop. Uh, sure. photo, what do you call it? Yeah, photo shoot. Photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and staged, and you look like, you look pretty and good for you. Right. But you know, on the other side of that camera, it's all sorts of crap. That's like my life. I have <laughs> a staging area yeah. in my house. You know, right. Where that's where... And everything else. Everything goes. But there's backstage. Your house is backstage. Like the, yeah, but like there's one room that's like backstage at my house. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I Absolutely. I, I endorse that entirely. Yeah. Thank you. Well, um, that smell, I think, I'm pretty sure it's cigarettes. Is it cigarettes? I mean, it smells like something's burning. Well, it could be. I mean, they could be soldering or welding or they could be... There's some guys across the way, across the street, who are have been for two months now building a swimming pool okay and today because it was i thought it was a nice day so rather than turn on the air conditioning i've got i like to have this streak where i go as many days in a row as i can without turning on the heat or the air conditioning which is ironic because last year at this time we were sweltering because the air conditioning broke and i had to right around memorial day um is when the workers came in fact remember i was late I wasn't late for the Copper Queen, but I, was, I missed the, the pre-show talk. Oh, yeah. That's right. For the, so this was last June. The uh, AC crew had finished installing, and it's a great unit. I'm, I mean, I, I love the HVAC unit. It works perfectly, and it's, I'm saving money because it's more efficient. Well, anyway, um, the night that <laughs> I was supposed to come to the opera. <laughs> oh, no. I think I told you this. I think, yeah. I had to leave. I left the... I don't tell my wife this until like three weeks later because I was terrified. Um, I left the workman in the house and said, lock up when you're done. And I went to the opera. That's amazing. Because I got there just a, a, as it was about, right before it was about to start. I missed the little, you know, warm-up routine that you guys had. Oh, okay. But oh, anyway, like, so why won't don't I run the AC? I just, it's not hot enough today. It's, I mean, it's a beautiful... Yeah. It's, it's springtime, springtime here yeah. in East Tennessee, and I've got the whole house fan going, which I think is a nice thing. It draws the air, like the cooler air from the basement, and the cooler air, bring, it takes the, uh, and the hot air goes upstairs and out. Well, I have the windows open in such a configuration so that the hot side of the house is closed and the cool side of the house is open. Nice. Well, the cool side of the house is I'm bringing in cigarette smoke or something. <laughs> there is smoke coming in. And I'm, uh, I thought, is the house on fire? So I opened the front door. And you can smell it coming from across the street. So there's guys over there. And I guess they're, I mean, that's what they do. You know, they're working hard and they're building a swimming pool and they maybe have a cigarette dangling from their mouth or but whatever it is. But I think that they'd be having to smoke quite a lot to... Well, 
well, bring also, that smell across the street. But it's also possible that they're doing something with, you know, you guys, you got to, you know, melt, connect the pipes and, and maybe use a flamethrower or whatever yeah. it is. A, that seems more likely blow to torch. Whatever blow it is, torches. I don't even know, but they're doing it. Throwing flames. And, and that's the, more likely. <laughs> and this family, you can tell this family, they're dying for this pool. They're just dying for it. They're a beautiful family. I think I've told you about them before. You know, the uh, foxy lady. Yeah, mom yeah. and dad and two kids and a dog, and they just—they're just delightful. I think dad gives me gardening tips. Mm-hmm. Lovely people. So he said he came over. He said, "I want to let you know." This is like months ago. Uh, I'm going to be uh, disrupting the neighborhood. I'm like, "You? <laughs> You're like?" He's like, "Well, I—I I decided. We decided we're going to go ahead and do it. We're going to have a pool put in the backyard." And I thought my first thought was, "Is he mad that I never invited him over?" I mean, that was definitely why he was telling you. That's what I I'm, first I'm, thought. I'm putting in a pool. You're not invited because you have your own. And the reason I'm having to do it is because you never invited me over. Right. So I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> also, and, you owe me some money so that I can support yeah. this pool now. <laughs> so, so they're digging. They, you know, they started in March digging out the pool when it was, the ground was still frozen. They're digging it out and then. You know, digging, and they come back. They they pause for a few weeks, and then a little bit happens. I mean, they got a porta potty delivered the first day the construction was supposed to start. This porta potty wow. gets delivered, and I'm I'm looking, at, I'm noticing all this because I work at home, right? It makes noise, right? So I was telling the guy, I said, "Yeah, the porta potty got delivered," and then another guy showed up and dropped off some materials, and he looked around, and then he used the porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> So know that it's been I mean, used. First day, it got used by good. somebody. And I thought that's clever because, I mean, frankly, I've had plenty of workers at my house. I never thought to get them a porta potty. It's true. They would just go stand behind the fig tree. Right. You know? Or come inside. That, you had one guy come inside, I remember. Oh, I forgot right? about that guy. Yeah, from the insulation company. Yeah. Yeah, that creeped me out because he was in there too he long. He was on there a long time. He was in there too long for, yeah. Yeah. For number one. Yeah. Well... <laughs> So that makes sense that the uh, the porta potty then. Well, so it's gone on and gone on, and they you know you got to put the electricity in there, you got to put the pipes in there, you got to concrete trucks have been multiple times, mm-hmm. sand has been delivered, they've hauled dirt here and there. Well, the poor kids, it's now getting you know the week before Memorial Day, the kids have started inflating their pool toys. That's amazing. <laughs> They're out in the front They're yard, batting a beach ball around. <laughs> Oh my gosh, they're just like lounging in their floaties like on the front lawn. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking around at the and the, and you can still see the the tops of the heads of the workers because they're down in the pool still there's no water in the pool. Right. In fact they I don't even think they could put a drop of water in it until he has to rebuild the fence. They had to tear down the fence so he could uh, they could drive all the heavy in. equipment in and out. Wow. Uh, on yeah, so he's got to rebuild the whole fence because it has to be, you know, to code, right? Has to be. He came over. I said, "You want to come over and look at my setup?" Because I don't know if I could really help him. Because um, he's going to have a much newer pool than me. And I said, "But there's two types of covers you could get. You know, you got to think about your fence and your gate, and you got to think." And I said, "What about the nets? Have, have you thought about all right. that?" Right. So I haven't even thought about that yet. There, some of it comes with. Okay. The pool. That's good. Ah, you know, they'll. I, I, I'm cynical. I'm thinking they'll upcharge him for the net and the. Uh, pool vacuum or whatever it is, and they'll give them. And the ones you buy at the store are cheapo. I mean, I've bought so sure. many nets over the years. Finally, I found one online that was the the one that the professionals use. Okay, nice. So I was going to tell them just get that one. Right, it costs more, but you'll it'll last longer. Yeah, save you. And it's got a warranty. I've time. got. I'm on my third one. Okay, <laughs> I just nice. keep telling them got another hole. That's amazing. <laughs> so they send me a new one. Do you give him all the the tips on the chlorine? 
Well, I, I, at that point, when we talked about this in March, he hadn't decided. I don't know, didn't know if he was going to do salt or chlorine. There's mm-hmm. two different ways to. I think he was, might have done salt. Interesting. Yeah, you use salt as the instead of chlorine. Okay. Because salt and sodium chloride, it has similar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I don't even know how that chemically works. I have to call Dr. Frank Jr. PhD. Have him explain it to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. We could have him like call in and. That's what we should do. We should call him and have him speak on the podcast. <laughs> That'll be the spinoff podcast. <laughs> Chemical engineering and you. And what does that smell? Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, uh, they said hi to you. They told me to tell you hi when I went over to Channel 6. Oh, okay, great. I was... Um, so picture me. Hey. Pic- pic- picture me. <laughs> I'm um, I still in my... I, I've started working in my pajamas because I've gotten really lazy okay, about like this. I mean, I... I come down, I, you know, have to make the coffee and maybe go outside and putter around, put the pool vacuum in or whatever I'm doing. But I'm, I'm still, you know, kind of look morning grungy, not sure. unpresentable. So okay. I'm trying to describe myself. Yeah. But I get started on the radio show or pre- prepping it. I got to look and see, you know, I got to make it for the Knoxville show. I got to make sure I have a minute of talk time. So I have maybe delete a song or two. So I have one minute in the, of talk time left. Okay. And... Um, for the New York show, they someone else does it for me. In New oh, York, nice. up Lake George, New York, and they they leave me three and a half, four minutes, an hour to talk. I'm like, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's dangerous. <laughs> you asked for it. <laughs> I'll deliver. So, um, you know, I'm puttering around, and I get an email all of a sudden from uh, Dakota over at Channel Six. He's like, "Hey, are you available?" to do Living East Tennessee today. And I'm thinking, I still have to do two radio shows and shower and get presentable and you know trim up and to make everything look TV ready. But I said yes, because I like deadline pressure and I'm crazy. And you like being on TV. So. I do, I love yeah, it. I, mean. I love it, I love it. <laughs> so I did say, look, I said, I'm a little worried about getting there by 2.30 for the call time. Um, he says, don't worry, I'll put you on at the last segment. You don't have to be here till 3.30. We know that you're... Because if, you, if I say I'm coming, I'm coming. Right, right. right. So that once I had that, like... I was there by 3.15. Sure. I'm like, okay. I, I, I almost was there by 3. It's just a matter of, you know, had to take care of one more thing before I left here. Right, yeah. Um, so when I get over there, and the show has already started, because normally when we go on that show, Living East Tennessee, they want us there half an hour before, and we're just hanging out. We're sitting in the studio. Right. In the, like, the chairs. Getting be- up and yeah. talking. And behind, there's, there's all these chairs behind the cameras. Well, they have, mm-hmm. you know, there's a set every which direction as mm-hmm. a set, but they're not always using the kitchen set, or they're not always using the table set. So whichever uh, they're not using, you sit there and wait until you go on, and then you walk over and sit on the couch or the fireplace, wherever they're going to be. Well, this time I walk in. They're already doing the show, but I go. I can't go in okay. until there's a commercial break. Did you go in the back door again? No. Okay. <laughs> there's a back door to the studio, <laughs> but I don't have a key card, obviously, and you can't bang on the door during the show because <laughs> it's right there. I mean, but you they did totally before the you. show, right? Yeah. Well, before three, it's different. And I because I, I let you in that one day. Yes. Not that long ago. But I know that it's uh, after three, so I go in the front door, and Amy walks me down to the studio, and we wait, and it's commercial break, so I'm free to go in. Okay. Well, I walk in, and you know, there's a new co-host, uh, and a, a beautiful young woman named uh, Kerjan Donovan. Okay, nice. And, we, and now, so we've got uh, Veronica Obey, who right. we met. Right. Kerjan is new. In fact, she was watching, apparently, the time that, that you and I were on that show. Oh, you were okay. talking opera, and I was talking Frank and Friends. Yeah. She was, had 
was interviewing for the job or had just been hired, and nice. she watched that episode. I found out later. Nice. But uh, at this point, I don't know any of this. So she's standing there with these ladies from Children's Hospital and from Kendra Scott Jewels, and they're about to do a jewelry segment. And Veronica and uh, Tala Shatara, who I've known since she was in high school, she says earlier, but at least at least high school because I know her parents, um, have is waiting. Are they're waiting just off camera because they're going to come in at a certain point and model earrings. Nice. These Kendra Scott earrings. So I walk in, and of course I'm, I recognize some people: uh, Angie from the Children's Hospital, uh, obviously Tala, obviously Veronica. So I do like uh, wave and go. Mwah. Yeah, like that. I do that sure. to you. Yeah, of course. All the time, the air kiss, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, poor little Kurjan Donovan. Her eyes go wide, like, <laughs> and I'm like, not you. <laughs> the others. Not you. No, no, no. I did not air kiss you. I was. It was. It was. It, it was a. It was a it, I was aiming that away. <laughs> I did it curve like your air kiss. I didn't it, like, think it, it did. It came out and then went. I don't know, maybe was, I, mean, I heard it. Obviously, there's a little bit of a commotion because they're all like, oh, it's Frank. And, sure. and everyone in the room knows me except for this poor girl. Mm. It's what it felt like. Yeah. You know. So then they tell me I'm going to do the interview with her. Nice. And Tala. Fantastic. So the two of them are going to do the interview. So the course of it, you know, in the, I'm there for now 45 minutes, half an hour before I go, I'm going to go on. 3.15 to 3.45. I'm just hanging chilling out. and hanging out. Yeah. And uh, in the course of it, you know, she kind of figures out, all of them kind of figure out that, oh, well, he seems to be friendly. You know, Bo Williams is coming over to say hi to me, which is unusual, right? Uh-huh. He doesn't come over for, to say hi to everybody, but I've known Bo forever. Uh, then she's sitting down, she's got the earpiece, and she's getting ready to do the interview. <laughs> and you, I'm going over there, she's, okay, okay, so... So he does a lot of things around town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's getting like, you know, the, the lowdown on yeah, who Dakota, you are. Dakota's yeah, trying to tell it. fill her head like, with everything that's yeah, going on. Yeah, that's funny. And then uh, Tala sits down next to, so it's uh, Kurjan, Tala, and me. And as soon as Tala sits down, Kurjan's eyes go wide again. And she's like, Tala, you're still wearing the earrings from Kendra Scott. They left. You were supposed to give them back. <laughs> She stole the earrings. And Tala's about to take them off. And I'm like, stop, stop, stop. Save it. Save it for the air. I love it. Oh, my gosh. That's great. So the segment begins with Tala, like, all embarrassed because she realizes that... She still has the earrings on. Yeah, she stole them in plain sight. It's a brilliant robbery. I love it. You know. Yeah. And just, you know, just don't give... Them, oh, I forgot. Oh. Did and, you need these back? I thought they were for me. Yes. They're, they're super expensive and very lovely. Thank you so much for bringing them. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> you know what we don't have mm. at bonezones.com, don't forget the S, is earrings. I don't think we have earrings. Oh, we could get little skull earrings. I think Susan wears some. That would be nice. I think she got some for herself. But anyway, I don't know that we sell those. Maybe if I'm wrong, please correct me. But I know there's uh, Dr. Bill Bass groupie hats. We have, of course, the Jefferson Bass books. Like um, carved in bone. Mm-hmm. I, this is the first one in the series, which is why it's the one I always hold up. I mean, I have the whole set upstairs. I could literally go upstairs and get it's a library. Uh, any of the others. There's about ten of them, I think. And then uh, Death's Acre is the first of the nonfiction books. This is really what started the whole partnership between Dr. Bill Bass and John Jefferson. That's great. And it's written in the first person. It's written by Jefferson mostly, but it's written in Dr. Bass's first person as he tells his story of starting the Body Farm and. Some of the other adventures. I think the uh, Lindbergh baby case might be in here, which is unusual because he's one of the f- 
very few people in the world to have seen the tiny little bone fragments that remained of the Lindbergh baby because most mm. of them uh, were cremated and, and scattered over sure. the Atlantic. Yes. But uh, then later they found more pieces in the woods. And Dr. Bassig's, ah, it's a sad story, but it's in the book. You know, it's fascinating stuff. Um, so check out all of that if you're into forensics, if you're into science. Uh, and if you're just a fan, you know Dr. Bass is working, you want to show off by wearing the hat or... Um, Get a paperweight, right? Yeah, the silver skull, it's autographed. Um, the resin skulls, this is it. Well, they had enough of these that I could display one. But there's, I want to, I'm fascinated by it. It was my idea, I think, to get these lifelike resin skulls. I have a similar resin skull upstairs that I got as a promotional item from the TV show Bones nice. y- years ago. Yeah, cool. And it's in a sealed evidence bag. You know, Ooh, cool. It says, you know, Temperance Brennan on it. It's a, oh, yeah, it's I'm going to borrow that for the show. It's all a you know, bit, right? Well, anyway, so I said we should get these for Dr. Bass, and they found them. That's amazing. And he signs them again right here over the supraorbital ridge. And they're life-size? I think so. Yeah. I mean, they're not, maybe maybe slightly smaller. smaller. I mean, I, yeah. I've never actually held it up to my head to compare, but I, maybe I should. You should, yeah. Although, I don't know if that's I mean, act. we need to know. I don't know how accurate a comparison <laughs> that would be. <laughs> uh, all that, plus some new stuff. Uh, you can get Sam Venable books, like the one that you're going to borrow, How to Talk yes. Right Good. How to Talk Right Good. It's going to be our diction coach for our upcoming production of Susanna. With Marble City Opera. Yes. A Handful of Thumbs and Two Left Feet, Warning This Product Contains Nuttiness, The Joke's on You, All I Did Was Clean Out My Files, Someday I May Find Honest Work. Uh, there's a bunch of Sam Venable books that you can get, and he's you know, well-known as a humorist in this area, he wrote for the New Sentinel for years. In fact, he's allegedly retired, but he still writes a column for the New Sentinel awesome. in his retirement, That's nice. uh, his humor stuff, because he's... he's fun guy and he's a great uh, speaker so keep an eye out for an upcoming event with Sam Venable uh, probably do something with Bill Landry from the Heartland series Ron Ledbetter and used to be the legal counsel for the University of Tennessee for years and had all sorts of interesting legal cases and t- worldwide travels and just in- an interesting life he's written a memoir and it's called um, A Stunning World of Faith, Family and Friendship and uh, the Unforeseeable so it's all sorts of adventures. He's traveled around the world and amazing things have happened to him and he's compiled it into a book and I haven't read it yet so that'll help me retain it once it's brand new. It just, just came out. Nice. And we'll have, they're ordering copies for us to sell at these different speaking events and nice. things like that. And you can get that one at bonezones.com as well? Yeah, autographed. Right. So you Don't got, forget the S. Yeah. So that's it. That's the commercial. Thanks. <laughs> all right, all right. That's great. Uh you know, I'm supposed to be off this time of year from Scholars Bowl, but I'm already worried about it. Are you? Are you going to like start getting out all of the papers and start coming up with all the questions? And well, I have been. I mean, one of the things that um, we've been working on this year is there's a lady who writes current events questions for the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. So really, what she does is she reads the news and watches the news, and there'll be a story about um, some environmental disaster where they're mining to make the batteries for cars. Right. You know, because they're mining the nickel and the cadmium and the lithium and all of this stuff. And they're just strip mining it, you know, in some part of the world that you wouldn't ever think of. Right. So the question will be, you know, the answer will be like uh, whatever the country that it is, you know, Indonesia or Pakistan or India, whatever. They can write a question that way. Or she writes some of them where the answer is lithium or cadmium or nickel. You know, it takes the news story and then puts a science question or a geography question at the end of it. Well, she used to send 300 of those, like, right before we were ready to start filming. 
That's crazy. And I said, well, we're going to try, my wife and I are going to try to work throughout the year. So she has been emailing me now once a month okay. with 30 questions a month. Nice. And for 10 months, we'll have, That's by the time great. we get to October to start filming, we'll have 300 questions. And it gives me the opportunity to, because I have carte blanche to rewrite them in my I'll say in my voice. Does that make sure, sense? Sure, so that you can actually say them in the way that makes sense to you, and then you yeah, know, it'll it'll be better on television. Right, right. I want to write it in my the way I manner of speaking, and you know sometimes there's a difference between writing for broadcast and writing for print, mm. um, and that's really what I'm talking about. So I'll, I'll and also if I can shave off as many syllables or as words as I can, if I can streamline it. Because my goal is to do the questions as fast as possible. And get as many in as possible. And not mess it up. Yeah. Right. So, um, and sometimes, you know, funny things happen on the show. And I heard from Cody McCann, who's doing the uh, social media now over there at uh, East Tennessee PBS. He's like, hey, didn't they get any of those funny moments from the Scholars Bowl? They want to do like behind the scenes, like Well, this actually is on the show. Stuff that happened on the show. Okay. Because he says, you know how you always joke around with the kids, or sometimes the kids will joke around with me right. when they're coming on, uh, telling me that, you know, they I don't know how to tie my shoes, one kid says. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't believe sure. you, but right. it's what he says. You know, or uh, my favorite color is some obscure color, or my favorite animal. That's the, I love those. They have these weird favorite animals. Nice. Or Science Hill will come on and say, very seriously, well, yes, I'd like to say that my least favorite player on the other team is Owen. And you're like, who's Owen? Yeah. Owen. Because they have an A, they like an A team and a B team, and they had to play each other. So it was Science okay. Hill versus Science Hill. And they all start dissing on poor Owen on the other side. That's sad. So this is like when they're introducing themselves. At the and, beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot, always yeah. a lot of, um, you know, light-hearted banter there. So yeah, I said, yeah, you should use, totally use that. He's like, oh, yeah, do you mind to send me, like, the, when it happens? So, so like, you have to go back and... Look and see what minute in each yeah. episode the funny things happen. Remember, that's um, a lot of work. Remember when I saw you downtown before the board meeting, the Marble City Opera board meeting, and um, I you you walked right in, and I'm still on my phone. Yeah, I was sending Cody McCann an email because I had just finished. I was sitting in Crouch Park for half an hour, and I was watching a Scholars Bowl episode <laughs> and <laughs> taking notes as to the time codes of when things happen. That were funny. <laughs> But you thought everything was funny. That is part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, he's going to get mad because I'm sending him like every episode. You're like, this entire episode is hilarious. <laughs> I am in it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's true, though, because You're like, I, but, I can't help but it. also I notice a recurring theme because there's a couple things that I did multiple times. I don't know how they're going to edit it. Mm. So if, if it's something that strikes me as funny, you know, like um, this happened multiple times on the show where some kid says they're in the band, right? Sure. And then I'll say, well, you're any good? Are you any good? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, these are the these are the top of the top students. You, you know, they, they, they can off, do yeah. everything, right? I said, well, you're any good at playing the trumpet? I mean, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> or another, another twist on the same thing is there'll be a kid in the band, and then the two kids later you find out that's the drum major. So I say, oh, is that kid any good? (laughs) There you go. There you go. It's just stupid. Yeah. But my whole whole point is to get them to not be so stressed before they go on and answer these hard, hard questions. Yeah. And I didn't realize how many high school quiz shows are still in existence around the country. 
I, I have no idea. How many are there? Well, it's not, there's a list on Wikipedia. I didn't count the number. But there are a lot. But it was a significant number. Huh. And the reason I thought of this is um, I saw on social media, I started following a couple of these other quiz shows. Like there's um, High School Quiz Show in Boston. Okay. And they look, though, they got money up there. Yeah. Yeah. And they also have a radio guy as the host, and he's really good. And I'm, you know, I've said that's, I'm thinking there's a, is he funny? Can you send his, like, little clips also? (laughs) Brilliant. That's exactly what you should do. Billy Costa, he's he's famous in radio too. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, I should, yeah. We'll send. Let's just send Billy Costa clips. There we go. Yeah, yeah. you're like, so, oh, I thought you just wanted me to send you funny clips yeah. of things that I liked. Right. That's right. <laughs> you can send him things on Frank and Friend show. Yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah, some other random things that have. <laughs> so, so, but uh, one of them had a, a link to CBS News. Okay. CBS News did a story about high school quiz shows. Interesting. I mean, I wish I was on it, but I wasn't. But it doesn't matter. I mean, like the, the poor guy in Arkansas, they, they got half a second. It was just like their, not even their logo. It was just like the countdown to the game beginning. And you could see that at Arkansas PBS. Interesting. So they got yeah. like nothing. Right. Um, and this guy in Vegas, who seems to be like the funny weatherman who wears a bow tie nice in las vegas okay he also hosts the high school quiz show on vegas pbs and he's also very good but he's but he's a broadcaster you know and without throwing anybody particular under the bus i started watching some of these other episodes there's sometimes you get the history professor and he just reads the questions (laughs) like this well that's funny in a different way So when you find, you know, the broadcaster who's into it and wants it to, you know, is, is living out that game show fantasy like I am. Right. Even though it's, a, you know, this super brutally difficult academic quiz. Um, yeah, it makes the show watchable. Yeah, exactly. I think. So, I, so the Vegas guy, the Boston guy um, were on there a little bit. But the Vegas guy was only on there for one split second also. Interesting. Yeah, most of the show was about, like, the lady who hosts um, It's Academic in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. She got a lot of the time. And they had uh, other people who, as kids, had been on their version of of high school quiz show, and then gone on to fame and fortune or whatever. That's nice. Yeah, that's kind of fun. So I was excited about it because, and they they had Pittsburgh. They had one all about Pittsburgh, which is not on PBS. It's on like a regular CBS channel. Maybe oh, that's what it was. That's exactly what the whole point of it was. They focused on the ones that were on CBS stations. Gotcha. Because they're saying it's hard to get sponsors. How much longer can these quiz shows keep going? Some of them have been on the air for forty. Years, or in the case of its academic, since 1961. Wow. So that's uh, 62 years. Well, maybe it was a way to bring yeah. attention to it and get some more sponsors. So they can And the continue. guy from CBS News who did the story, he was a contestant when he was a kid. Nice. And they showed a clip of that's him. That's great. So I thought that was fun. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. They're definitely a story in support of these programs, yeah. which is good. So that's, uh, so anyway, yes, I've started, I've started thinking about new questions again already. It's a year-round thing, but... If you're going to put one thing, if I drop dead, Catherine. Okay. In addition I, I to, have to give the mugs to, my sister. to your sister. And, and also, if, you, if, they only, if there's only room for one thing in the obituary or one thing on the tombstone, you could put Scholar's Bowl host. Because okay. as much as I love every other thing I do. That's your favorite? It kind of is. is it? Okay. It's the hardest. Maybe that's that, why it's the, my favorite. That makes sense to me because you have to work at it a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, that gives you more... 
like reward in the end, right? Yeah. yeah. When, you, when, you, when you sing a, I mean, you sing tough roles all the time. Yeah, but singing something that like took a lot of time to prepare and that's it, definitely more rewarding. It's actually why I liked singing because I also played the piano and I played the flute. Um, yeah. But flute like came really, really naturally to me in a strange way. Like I could just like. I was a pretty That's good flutist. I, yeah. I was terrible. I, I tried taking flute when I was a kid. I, I was oh, pretty I was good so at that, bad. but I didn't want to, because of it, I didn't have to practice as much, you know? Whereas, yeah. like, singing and, like, learning how to sing opera and, like, studying, you know, all the different languages, I definitely have had to work at that more, which is why I enjoy but it. But you also made waves in the opera world by saying that an opera administrator, like, you shouldn't stop singing. Because a lot of former singers go on to become... You know, they work in the, still want to work in the opera industry, so they give yeah. up on singing in order to run an opera company or be an artistic director or whatever the the, the yeah, or even is. just work in marketing or yeah, yeah. development. And you know, you have all of these like really talented singers who are working in administration at these organizations and stop singing. Now, it's okay if they really don't want to sing anymore. But that's you also fine know too. that if when you've got the bug for performing, you kind of look you don't longingly at. Right. The people who are, you know, super successful at just singing, and you're like, oh, if only, if only. If only. So you don't give that up. You're doing both. I do all of it. Yeah, you know, you have to. I mean, I think it's really challenging. The industry is difficult because you don't really. There's so many singers. There's not enough opportunities. Even the opportunities that are there don't really pay enough. So you really need something else to sustain your yeah bank account. Yeah, um, but. They don't want you. A lot of singers go into different kinds of work that they can do while they're singing, like working yeah. in restaurants or retail. I know. Or, yeah, David Crawford would manage a golf club right. during the off season of the Metropolitan Opera. Simply because <laughs> if he worked at an opera company, they would be like, "Oh, well, you don't want to sing anymore," which is so silly. That's why. That's why. That's why you have singers and I, see, these I thought it's just other he, jobs. He just could play golf for free and, and enjoyed hanging out at a, at the country club. No, I mean David would like. I mean, he'd like to have a good nice job and well, help support well, he, an organization and well now he's now he's working at ut so you know working he's at ut making that big uh you know government money yeah <laughs> he's gonna be on the board for marvel city opera you know i sent him to uh living east tennessee to do an interview good excellent yeah, he did a great job yes i missed it because literally the moment that he was on tv uh, his wife and daughter were sitting right here <laughs> and we were doing an episode of the frank and french show because lillian is in a play with laura beth Right. Um, at the Old City Performing Arts Center, the River and Rail Theater Company. When do they open? June 2nd. Oh, okay, nice. 2nd to the 18th. It's called Fun Home, and the Fun Home refers to a funeral home. Well, we, so. yeah, okay. And you know how I love funerals. <laughs> <laughs> and taking selfies at them. Well, they were telling me, you know, Lillian's trying to explain, the kids are like living, growing up at a funeral home, and it's kind of weird. I said, nah. I said, now, I know somebody who did that, but also... I know um, when my cousins and I was like 10, when I was Lillian's age, we went uh, to Uncle Jack Shields' funeral and we were just got bored. So we started going exploring some of the rooms behind nice. the casket. And, nice. you know, we didn't get too far before we opened a door and there's another dead guy we I'm don't like, know. Ah! I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a great place for a scavenger hunt. <laughs> or it is. <laughs> Well, not so I don't end on death. Let me wrap up with one little story <laughs> that um, it happened back on my wife's birthday. And I, we decided we were going to go out to dinner, and we had these gift cards. I got one from Frank Jr. for Father's Day and had another one from somebody else. So I had these gift cards that I ended up hanging on to for years, which is a bad plan. But I think I still have a P.F. Chang's gift card from two birthdays ago. Well, you cash it in. 
<laughs> well, we had some for the Oliver Royale, which is a nice restaurant on Market Square. Right, it's connected to the Oliver Hotel. Yeah. So Jerry's birthday is going to be on like a Wednesday night, and we figure we get downtown around seven o'clock. You know, I know the Market Square traffic. I think it's going to be okay. We go in and ask for a table for two, and the guy says, "Well, do you have a reservation?" And I'm looking around the restaurant. I mean, it's. I'm like, no, I don't have a, rest- a reservation. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, then you can't. Uh, we can't seat you. You know, at the. So I start thinking, well, where else can we go? And then, but then I had this new idea. I said, well. Um, could I please make a reservation? Oh, when would you like a reservation? <laughs> so, well, do you, have anything, do you have anything available this evening? Let me check. Well, yes, I do have one. At, oh, uh, my goodness. At 7.30. I said, that would be perfect. I would love to take the 7.30 reservation for two. Please put it under Frank. And uh, it gives you your phone number so they can call you when your table's That's ready. That's crazy. And we, I think we made it across you know as far across market square as like over by scruffy city hall one of those uh, shops and over then there. they texted you yeah and then our table's ready because it was at this point it's seven ten, and now i have a reservation for seven thirty, and right on the dot they called at seven thirty on the dot to tell me wow. to come get, take my seat and i in that's their defense insane. in their defense a larger party had a reservation for eight o'clock so that's why they didn't just sure. want to you know randomly throw me in there but, but come on. I know. It was hilarious. Like, but Knoxville has gotten bad about it, though. Yeah, no, no. You can't, you can't eat here without a reservation. Well, thankfully, I said, oh. <laughs> well, uh, do you have any? <laughs> I, should, I could have gone outside and called. I'd like to make a reservation. What time? Now? Okay, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. So, you know, it's gotten so crowded downtown, though, that this is the people who are living downtown yeah. have been complaining to me about how they have to make reservations at locations and where they used to just walk in. Where they used to just walk in, but there are a couple of restaurants that apparently save a couple of tables for the locals who for, live downtown. Oh, the regulars. Yeah, huh? the regulars. Yeah, that's nice. So that's nice. But yeah, that's it's terrific. A lot of new, a lot of new people in Knoxville. It's like yeah, and we're becoming known as such be. a restaurant town and yep. a foodie town and mm-hmm. all those things. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Crazy. Well, if you enjoy the audio entertainment, and I hope you do, because you've made it this far, <laughs> uh, check out audibletrial.com slash show for a free 30-day trial, a premium membership for 30 days, where uh, you can sample all that Audible has to offer, get the MP3 code, or download, rather. You get one credit for an MP3 download every 30 days, or every month, I guess. And um, you can use that during your free trial. Why not? Uh, if you're going to hang on, you can bank it and use it for another audiobook that has multiple credits because it's a bigger book, right? Right, sure. Or however you want to do it. It doesn't matter. It's up to you. It's your, your account. Uh, and you just stay a member until you decide you, know, you don't want to anymore, but most people hang on to it because it's so versatile. You can listen, you know, in your AirPods while you're going off to sleep. You can listen on the Amazon Alexa. You can listen on the in your car, in the car, on the uh, Audible app, whatever. There's multiple ways to uh, to listen, not only to audiobooks, but podcasts and new custom entertainment created just for Audible. You know, it's part of Amazon.com, so they're, you know, it's like much like when they make a new show for right. Amazon Prime TV. They make new shows, audio shows. For Audible, so it's all good stuff. Yeah. So check that out at audibletrial.com slash show, and you're supporting us when you do that. We get a couple of pennies if you sign up for the free trial. So, hey. Which is awesome. Why not? Uh, we also get a couple of pennies when you buy something at our Frank and Friends merch store, which is on our website, frankandfriendshow.com slash store. Like, uh, oh, the towel folding fairies have been in. You know. That's, a, that's the nicest folding. I know. That's nicer than the normal towel folding fairy does. The You've, towel folding fairy was very talented this time. Yes. 
Beautifully done. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I remember when it was on the floor in a pile. It seemed like it was just minutes ago. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, see, so, yeah, we got the mugs, we got the hats, we got T-shirts, um, you know, even uh, hoodies. Like if you're going to a concert in Cherokee right. Caverns to see Catherine sing on uh, August nineteenth. Um, of 2023, you can get a hoodie and, and wear that because it's only 58 degrees down there That's in the right. cave, even Don't in August. Mm-hmm. And you can learn more about Catherine and Marble City Opera at uh, marblecityopera.com. Yeah, you. Uh, that's it, right? I think so. Okay. Don't forget to, to share with your friends, like on Facebook oh. and Instagram and yeah, yeah, YouTube yeah. especially, and don't subscribe. forget to subscribe. Smash that button. For notifications. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. We do need to get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube because then close. I can also make pennies on that. Right. That's my plan. My I'm retirement plan batteries. is make pennies. That's right. Uh, my friend Bean was talking on this show about um, somebody who had a billion downloads. Wow. And uh, Allie was saying, well, you probably don't get any money off of that. And he said, well, maybe you get a, if you get a penny a down, they couldn't conceive. I had to Google it. How many uh, dollars would be a billion pennies? You want to take a guess? Billion pennies. A billion pennies. How many dollars? Yeah, if you had, yeah, if you if you got, a, I mean, if you had a billion downloads and you got a penny per download, it's a, a, I would think it was a good chunk. Yeah, well, you're a business person. I was, you know, Ali and Bean are not business heads, so I was able to text him and say, you know, a billion pennies is ten million dollars. Yeah, I was going to say it's in the millions, right? Yeah, that's why I was just looking to see. I would look for the text I just sent to Bean or sent to Bean the other day. So yeah, that's that's anyway. But I'm not going to, uh, I don't know how many billions of pennies I can get, but I'll start with any. <laughs> any Let's penny some is good. <laughs> start with penny number one and penny number two, Mama Penny and Papa Penny. <laughs> so subscribe on YouTube. Thank you so much. Catherine, um, bon, actually, you're in town for a little bit. I'm in town. You coming back? Absolutely. All right, hot darn. Yeah. Uh, and we'll go do uh, some Seymour Smokies episodes, too. Sounds fun. Because I'm a little backlogged. On <laughs> we won't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> if we can come up with a fun adventure, that'd be great. Uh, well, you know, oh, did you get the one I sent you about the, the drinking tour? The wine tour? There's another wine tour? No, it's the one we went on, but they have a special theme for June. Oh, okay. Special, candy, special? candy theme. Oh, that sounds good. Candy-flavored wines. Candy-flavored wines. Come on. <laughs> it is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And we'll talk to you again next time.